This is the Ayur What Now podcast, in which Mary Thompson and Jerry Thompson explore Ayurvedic principles and make them easy to understand so that you can benefit from this amazing health science. We're glad you're here. In this podcast, we're going to talk about doshas and the importance of being in balance. We'll also introduce the concepts of vata, pitta, and kapha. Hope you enjoy it. This is our I Your What Now podcast, and I'm Mary Thompson here with my brother Jerry Thompson, and we are going to be talking today about doshas. And I think the word dosha has come up a lot of times in different podcasts. And we've always kind of held back on that full definition and kind of stepping into it, even though if you know a little bit about Ayurveda, you might have heard the term dosha. Um, Jerry, when I say the word dosha, is there anything that comes to mind for you? Yeah, I think it was episode two. (laughs) (laughs) I think think it was back then. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So we got a a brief introduction to dosha. And as I recall, it was when you're um, like, homeostasis, when you're out of balance, is your dosha, and then you try to find that balance that gets you back on track. And um, I'm interested to see now, because we talked about um, the the, uh, opposites, what was it, the uh, the pairs of opposites and things that you're comparing, and then we also talked about the elements, uh, earth, water, fire, and air, and ether, ether, and I assume we're going to incorporate that into our doshas as to how to interpret it, as to how these different uh, elements and our pairs of opposites. Um, no, am I? Am I? Yeah, you to- are actually you are you are ahead of the game. I'm impressed. I'm taking so. notes now to make sure I can keep up with it, but uh, uh, eventually good. I'll have it down. Uh-huh. So, yeah, oh, this is great because what you remind me of is when we try to understand Ayurveda, it's so often those those pairs of opposites, the way of looking at the world and seeing, hmm, when I say that is going to make me heavier, is going to make me lighter, is it going to make me colder, is it going to make me hotter, mm-hmm. that we can begin to understand how the things around us or the things we consume affect us in terms mm-hmm. of those pairs of opposites. It's kind of yeah. foundational. And then we took those pairs of opposites and we applied them into patterns that we'd see in nature. And we called those things elements. Yeah. You know, one thing I got out of the elements too, when I uh, um, was thinking about it more, it's, it's so broad based that first it describes elements in our, uh, in the world and nature. And then we also applied it to people's behavior or characters, characteristics. Uh, and I thought it was interesting that it was, say, when you're talking about the element earth, it's that it could be something that's solid and always there, dependable, and, and like a rock or a uh, 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 something that's, that's uh, permanent. And yet we also talked about it with a, within a person's personality or characteristics. And the same thing with water that's flowing and, and just things that flow and then people's um, behaviors that flow. And, and, and so on with uh, fire and air and uh, the ether, which was the uh, absence of uh, things. And that how people with uh, ether um, could just be very uh, uh, flighty and maybe even a little bizarre how they'll connect different things because it's kind of an open space. I, I, I hope all those characteristics are right, but I, I, I really appreciate that it's just, it's, 
it, it's almost like a uh, uh, looking at uh, uh, people through almost like a, uh, a a psychological aspect or how they're thinking and how they're uh, acting, as well as just looking at and, and comparing it to the uh, uh, different elements in the earth as to uh, with uh, earth, water, fire, and air, and how it uh, um, changes, uh, how, how different they are and, and relating it to people. Really kind of uh, interesting how you, you can't get much more holistic than that, I think, <laughs> when you're no. talking about things. Yeah, and what comes up for me while you're talking is I think it's easiest for us to look outside of ourselves and say, mm-hmm. oh, there's snow on the ground, that's cold. Right. Or, oh, there's smoke over there, there's a fire, that's going to be hot. And it's easier to, to project out into the world and, and begin to see those. It's harder to be self-reflective and say, I'm a cold person or I'm a hot person, Yeah, I'm heavy, I'm light. But I think once we start with that understanding of what's around us, and we say, oh, well, let me think about that. And we can begin to see it inside ourselves. And then we can say, oh, I'm feeling cold today. What can I do to warm up? Or I'm mm-hmm. feeling heavy today. What can I do to lighten up? And that's, yeah. um, that's kind of at the heart of Ayurveda is trying mm-hmm. to see how do I come back into balance? Um, when oftentimes if I'm talking, because some of my business is working with practitioners and they'd call up and they're confused by a client because the client has some disease condition they've, they've never heard of. And we're not a medical profession in, in the fact that we don't treat diseases, but they'll say, I was, I was like ankylosing spondylitis just because it's such a funny name. But if, if so they'll say, I've got this client with ankylosing spondylitis, I don't know what to do. And I always tell him, come back to the elements, come back to the pairs of opposites, because mm-hmm. that's where you're going to have an understanding. Because we only work, we work primarily with diet lifestyle. And so it's like, if something's too heavy, we can lighten it up. If it's too stiff, we could soften it. If it's too soft, we could make it harder. You know, things with, we could do through diet and lifestyle. So it all comes back down to these pairs of opposites. And I often find when my young practitioners are out in the world and they're just starting out, they tend to get like the Western medical model is I focus on the disease and the understanding of the disease. And Ayurveda says, you know, we're, we're not practicing medicine. We got to come back and focus on the qualities, those pairs of opposites. Mm-hmm. So we can help to soften or make changes in a way that's helpful, helpful to the person and not yeah. actually trying to alleviate a disease okay you know if that happens that's great Mm -hmm. and so i think the doshas are kind of the same way i'm often talking about the doshas in terms of people like having certain dosha qualities but the doshas just like the elements and just like those pairs of opposites we start like how do we see it nature so the doshas and i probably have led people down this pathway is not just how we go out of balance but it's kind of a natural type of energy in the way the world works. So we've got the three doshas have Sanskrit names, which is there's vata, which breaks down to, it comes from vayu or wind. So it's, it's got that movement quality. So vata dosha, we see around us in the world, in the environment, with anything that can move on its own has got vata. And some things move slowly, like a tree. And you could say, if a tree doesn't move on its own, you know, it doesn't pick up its roots and take steps. But there is movement happening with fluids moving up through the trunk and out through the leaves. And so that movement quality is vata dosha. 
pitta dosha is representative kind of a transformational. I always think about metabolic, you know, kind of the fires of transformation. So I'm going to go out to the, out in the world, all that metabolism that's happening around you, all the growth that's happening, that's sparked um, by a metabolic shift. So metabolism is that building quality where I'm looking out my window and I've got plants and they're all growing. And so there's this metabolism. It's not the plant that is pitta dosha, but the growth or the change, the transformation that occurs. Um, and kapha dosha, kapha is earth. Well, I didn't say the words like pitta comes from pitta, which means bile. <laughs> and so it's kind of funny because we could go into what is bile transform, you know, how does that work? Um, and we'll get to that. Um, kapha dosha is more earthy. The word itself means phlegm. So it's got kind of a heavy, moist quality to it. But if I look around me, I'm looking outside and it's like the structure and the stability and the solidity of the things is kapha dosha. So if I go to this concept of dosha and it being an energy, kind of a natural force, there's the force of movement in the world. There's the transformational forces in the world, and there is the, the stability, the, the form that is uh, that force in the world. So if these things aren't happening at an appropriate rate, then we have an imbalance. And they give the same name to that energy dosha as they do to the word dosha really means fault. It means something that can go out of balance, like a fault line. So I talked about my tree, and there's movement of water through the tree. And if that water moves too slowly, the tree's going to die. It's not going to get the water it needs. If the water moves through too quickly, the tree's probably going to die again because it doesn't have a chance to absorb. So that movement, we depend on movement happening at the appropriate rate. If, okay. a, humming, if a hummingbird uh, didn't fly around as quickly, yeah. it wouldn't get as much done. Yeah. Okay. We, we've got a lot of concepts in, okay. in uh, one paragraph there, too. So uh, vata. Vata is the idea or the concept of movement. So, so then it, it, under the... Uh, um, under the uh, uh, pairs of opposites, would that be, you'd be looking at stable and mobile? Mm -hmm. uh, Excellent. Uh, in, in that yeah. so, so that's, okay, so vata is, uh, and then if if you are out of balance, then that's the, uh, 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 that the dosha would be that you have something going on with your, with movement, mm -hmm. okay? So, so, and then pita was about growth as opposed to movement. And metabolism and and what's happening there so so if i was to apply that to say uh a human <laughs> okay. I, I would I, I would say that the uh uh vata would be more about mobility and ambulation whereas uh pita would be more about maybe digestion and um uh um issues with uh, uh metabolism but the digestion to be probably the most clear. And if I jump to uh, kava, 
Well, we haven't done kava yet, so. <laughs> it's, well, kava is about stability kapha, and structure. Kapha, F. Kapha. Okay. Some okay. people say kappa, like they, they do the pH like a cup of coffee, like kappa. Okay. Some people say it that way. Other people say kapha. And mm -hmm. whatever you're saying, I got to tell you, if you're ever talking to an Ayurvedic professional, the way you're saying it is wrong. With with a V, yeah. Okay, I I I, I have it spelled no, no, right here. But, no, but what I mean is, it's kind of funny because you'll talk to one person, you say kapha, and they say, oh no no, it's kapha. And you talk oh, to yeah. another person, you say kapha, they say, no no no, it's kapha. So it's like oh, you okay, always, whether whether the silent or whether pH makes it F sound. Right. So okay. it's so feel comfortable that I, I hope I won't um, belabor the terms too much because I I don't want to make it too woo woo sure. and mystic. But yeah, um, yeah. so but kapha dosha is the stability structure kind of the counterbalance to vata. So the vata dosha, if it was the movement and mobility, then kapha dosha would be the stability. It would be the stillness. Okay. And um, so if I go to those pairs of opposites, I like that you brought that up. So if you think of metabolism, if I look at the pairs of opposite, I'd say that would probably be hot. Okay. That that's going to be my digestion's got heat involved and my, my, my metabolism's going to be it should have some degree of heat involved with that transformation. Okay. Okay. With the, with the metabolism mm -hmm. and, and then uh, possibly with kapha, uh, um, you would want it to maybe to, because you want it structure, you, you'd want, you'd be on the other end, you'd be cold or not necessarily. Well, it would be, it, it would actually be cold. Yeah. Cause what we're going to do, yeah, we can look at these stable. doshas mm -hmm. and cause again, when they, when they were initially looking at how to figure out this Ayurveda, they were looking out at the world and they noticed that things that had like greater metabolism, the greater th they could cause greater transformation, they're really mm -hmm. hot. Mm -hmm. You think of how yeah. quick things change, the hotter, the hotter it is, the faster chemical reactions happen. Mm -hmm. And then when we're looking at things being kind of unchanging and stable over time, they tended to be fairly cold. Mm -hmm. And so they began to notice they, this mystical they that, that founded everything they looked at the world to have this understanding. So we go from these pairs of opposites mm -hmm. to looking at, Oh, certain elements presented these pairs of opposites. Mm -hmm. Like the air we said was cold and dry and light and mobile. I think, mm -hmm. I hope we did. And then, um, then they said, Oh, now we have these elements. The elements combine to make the dosha. So if we have the element of air, which is movement, it's going to be what makes up one of the big things makes up of vata dosha. And so the other thing that makes up vata dosha is ether. So air and sure. ether go together. We have a space and air moves in. Okay. So, uh, yeah. It, it, it's, there's a lot going on here. Yes. <laughs> so... <laughs> I'm so glad you're here because it's, you know you get to the point where things are so familiar you forget how how yeah, mind bending yeah. it is when you first get look at it. What what if we just work on um, one thing like mm -hmm. Vata to get a good understanding of Vata, okay. and, and and then maybe on future podcasts we can talk okay. about uh, Pita and uh, Kapha. Okay. If, if that's okay, because okay. I, 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 so, uh, and, and we can see how it goes going forward. Okay. But now we, we were talking about pairs of opposites. That's really mm -hmm. basic. And it's good to know that. And we talked about the elements and that's good to know that does Vata, Pita and Kapha, does that have a title like pairs of opposites or elements? Is it 
or are they concepts all uh, independent of that? Well, the title would be doshas. Doshas, okay, okay. Yeah. So, so then when you're looking at doshas, when you're looking at uh, how somebody is out of balance, that they are, uh, and they want to get back in balance, you would use one of these terms to describe mm -hmm. it, to start with, yeah. and then you would dig into the pairs of opposites or the elements to support why they have one of these issues on their dosha. Yes. So I that think right? that's right. Yes. Okay. And I think the, the one of the big mistakes people make is jumping to dosha before they stop and consider like the what's the qualities they're out of balance, what's happening with those pairs of opposites. Because it's really like if you imagine a pyramid, mm -hmm. the pairs of opposites at the base. That's my oh. kind of my basic understanding of what's going on. Okay. And okay. then from those pairs of opposites, they combine together to make an element, you know, some elements. So if I was working with a person and they came in and they said, I've got this rash on my arm. Mm -hmm. What I want to do as a, as kind of a detective is I want to look at it and say, oh, let's look at it through that lens of the pairs of opposites. Mm -hmm. um, now with cold and hot, I could ask the question, you know, does it, you know, does it feel cold or hot? Mm -hmm. But maybe it's going to be, is there a season of the year when it's worse? Is it worse when it's cold outside? Is it worse when it's hot outside? Um, what helps it to feel better? Does it feel better when you put something warm on it? Or does it feel better when you put something cold on it? You do all this to kind of figure out what's the element that's underneath it. I might go to wet and dry. Okay. Is it a dry rash? Is it a wet rash? Um, does it feel better when it's dry? Does it feel better when it's wet? And then I might go into heavy and light and that gets into pressure. Does it feel better if you put pressure on it? Does it, does it get better with pressure? Does it get better without pressure? So you use those pairs of opposites to get an understanding of the symptom, for mm -hmm. example. And then once you've examined and got certain pairs of opposites, you go, okay, what's the patterning telling me? What elements are out of balance? What elements do I have too much of? And then I could make the kind of, this is where I diagnostic comes in. Now I'm going to diagnose the dosha that's out of balance. So okay. if you came in with a rash and it was hot and oily and um, sharp, then I'm going to say, oh, there's a lot of fire to that. Mm -hmm. I'm going to choose the dosha that has the fire, which is, which is pitta dosha. So we have a tendency and, and really we do, all of us have this tendency to jump to the dosha and, but really to have a full understanding of what's going on. We want to pause and observe and say, okay, let's look at these, these um, qualities that are balanced or imbalanced in it. Mm -hmm. So anytime someone presents, it's, it's kind of tedious because you're kind of going, they go, oh, I've got this sore throat. And you say, hmm, does it feel dry or does it feel kind of like you got mucus and moisture? Does it, let's look at your throat. Has it got a lot of heat and color or is it kind of cold? Does it feel better if you suck on an ice cube or eat some warm soup? Yeah. you know, to have that understanding. And then you go to the dosha because we, because we do risk jumping to the dosha is the way I would mm -hmm. refer to it, jumping to the dosha and making a mistake about what's really going on. You know, this, this kind of brings me back to um, uh, my, when I was first learning nursing and the fundamentals of nursing concepts of a nursing diagnosis. And then you gather both subjective and objective uh, uh, um, symptoms, uh, signs and symptoms of 
what they're experiencing and that what you can do to help relieve those symptoms rather than looking at a disease. And an example might be if somebody has um, bronchitis or has lung cancer or has a COPD, they are often um, having a lot of mucus, they're coughing, they're having a difficult time breathing. And the way a nurse would not be saying, oh, they have bronchitis or COPD, but rather, they have ineffective airway clearance and they're trying to get, and what can we do to help relieve that airway? And, uh, but you're gathering that information of their uh, airway. I, this sounds something that, that reminded me of that, but you're looking at the symptoms and trying to help them relieve the symptoms. And it might help to relieve the disease, especially if maybe their problem is uh, they're smoking too many cigarettes and that's why they have yeah. an ineffective airway clearance and yeah. that you can maybe make the determination that, uh, um, okay, I could see that you know, I, when I listen to your lung sounds, they're, uh, you know, they're moist and uh, crackling and that I can see that you're coughing mucus and that you get shorter breath with any kind of exertion that, you know, maybe, uh, um, you know, that if you could increase your fluids, maybe try to get more exercise and maybe not smoke as much, we might relieve those symptoms. And, right, because uh, it goes to, because what Ayurveda then goes to from that is, oh, what diet and lifestyle would help? So yeah. the person's got that that congestion, that mucousy congestion, mm -hmm. and you're saying, oh, you need to drink more water, maybe less milk, because milk causes kind of may give them some mucus formation or you need to do some more activities. You can get some breathing kind of deepen your breath or yeah. you know, all these kinds of things. Mm -hmm. And um, so it's having that awareness of what, how is the symptom presenting? Mm -hmm. What does that indicate to us about the elements that are out of balance? How do I name that in terms of a dosha that's out of balance? Mm -hmm. And then yeah. I have the understanding of what can I advise to unravel this whole condition? You know, yeah. so if that's a vata dosha imbalance and vata dosha is about movement, mm -hmm. how can I help things to slow down? Because usually vata dosha goes out of balance when the movements are too great. We okay. usually talk about the dosha being too high. There's too much of it. So, okay. so, so vata is about movement and mm -hmm. it can be movement of fluids. It can be uh, movement of how you ambulate. It can be... Um, uh, would it be, I guess, would it wouldn't be breathing necessarily? Or would that be, well, would that be, be the, the movement of air? It would be the, the rate of, of breathing. Yeah, yeah. So it could okay. be the breathing rate and how super how shallow or full it is. Because mm -hmm. if I'm going to breathe really fully, I tend to breathe more slowly. Take that full deep breath and then a full mm -hmm. exhale. It goes much more slowly than my hyperventilation and keeping it all superficial. Okay. So, so, so I, I think I'm getting a, a good idea now that mm -hmm. when you're looking from an Ayurvedic perspective, you'll look at some of the uh, pairs of opposites uh, and whether they're experiencing, uh, you know, hot or cold or heavy or light or moist or wet or stable and mobile. You look at those to sort of see what kind of things that they're kind of out of balance and you try to go from the perspective of the elements is that yes. true yeah okay mm -hmm. and and then you'll so so you'll see that somebody's having this difficulty of um say breathing and that it's uh uh that they 
are maybe moist and they're having a, a challenge with that. And then you're seeing that maybe the air isn't coming in and out well of their lungs. Mm -hmm. and, and then, so then you would look at, well, your dosha then would be those signs and symptoms uh, that, that you sort of see that you can hear the crackles in the lungs and you can see that they're having a difficult time breathing and the air is not coming in with that. Would that be a, a vata issue or am I oversimplifying it? I think, no, I think you're, you're simplifying it just enough. <laughs> it's not oversimplifying it. Just <laughs> okay. So, so vata dosha is going to be the name that we give to problems where movement is impacted. Usually the movement's going too quickly okay. and the body is struggling because say, mm -hmm. say if it was a respiratory issue where the breath is moving in and out too quickly, but I'm not absorbing it. It's not moving into the tissues. And so I'm yeah. actually not getting fully oxygenated because mm -hmm. my breath rate is too quick. Okay. Or if I thought of flow of blood and everything was moving through too quickly, but I'm not able to actually get the nutrition to the cells because it moves too quickly past that back, back into circulation. And so I don't end up fully um, nourishing the body. Mm -hmm. So vata dosha is usually a problem where the movement of things in the body, if I'm going to go into the body with it, which is great, mm -hmm. the movement of things in the body is too quick. And so the body is struggling because it, the body needs, well, anytime we're out of homeostasis, if my heart rate is too fast, then I'm not going to, I'm, I'm not going to be getting fully nourished at the cellular level because nothing gets transferred efficiently before it gets absorbed back into the bloodstream and travels on. Um, or if I had a situation where food was going through my digestive system too fast, I'm not getting the nourishment into the body. It's just uh, not going to absorb. So we need things to move at an appropriate pace. And vata dosha occurs when we have things that are moving through too quickly, when everything's happening. And that might be, I might be changing directions too much, or I might be, you know, I'm looking at my lifestyle. I might be going too many directions at once. I'm never sitting mm -hmm. down. I'm always jumping up. I'm always on. I always like to say, I got one foot out the door. I come in the front door and I got one foot out the back door, you know, so I can't really fully be here and our mm -hmm. bodies need us to be here. So, so that would be sort of a uh, air. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That would be an air. The ether quality is just that ether provides space for that. Mm -hmm. So we'll talk. Um, I think we're going to do more because we have like for each of the doshas, we have a full session that we'll talk about oh, yeah, yeah. their other qualities. But I do think it's great if in our introductory part, we talk about the doshas independently as well, because we can look around us and see, you can apply this concept of vata dosha to anything in nature that moves really quickly would be said to have a lot of vata in its makeup. Okay. So a hummingbird yeah, or a butterfly that's always going here and there and everywhere. Um, rivers, things that are moving that, and it's not the thing, it's not the hummingbird, but it's the movement of mm -hmm. the thing. Yeah. Th things that are very, uh, 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 well, and they'd also be maybe a little unstable because they're always mm -hmm. moving. Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. And that makes it, you know, it makes it more difficult because the treatment then is slow down. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know? So our elements that relate to vata dosha are air mm -hmm. and ether. And then we could go back and look at those pairs of opposites and say, which ones of those related to air and ether? Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. And we'll, if we did that, we'd find out that vata is cold, typically. It's dry. Vata it's is cold mm-hmm. because it's moving. I mean, I mean, I would think that movement mm-hmm. would be hot. No? Well, the problem is it dissipates heat too quickly. You know, I think when you're moving, like we're, when we're going, when we're moving, we're yeah. generating heat because we are homeotherms and we've got, you know, we've got all that metabolism happening. The muscles are releasing a lot of heat and the contractions. So we mm-hmm. end up generating heat. Vata's problem is they move so quickly that the heat is dissipated too quickly. I always laugh because I think of a Vata dosha person and I do this, so I'm not pointing any fingers, but I picture them like by a campfire and it's like they're on a rotisserie. Mm-hmm. You know, they warm up the front side of their body. And then they turn around and they warm up the back side of their body. But while they're turned around, the front side of their body is getting all cold. So they have to turn back around again to warm up the front. But while they're warming up the front, the back's getting <laughs> yeah, cold because yeah. they don't hold heat. Mm-hmm. So their movement, actually, the vata dosha person tends to be cold and um, has a hard time holding on to heat. Okay. But we'll talk. I mean, we'll look more at vata in all of its different ways and means in there. Okay. Um, but we said vata is cold. It's dry. It's light and it's mobile or unstable are the four biggies that we'll look at. Cold, dry, light, Mm -hmm. and stable. Unstable. Unstable. Unstable or mobile, that it's moving. Yeah. And so- Well, movement is what we were talking about before. So that's- Right. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. And so I think that brings us to a good intro to Vata Dosha. Are there questions? Because yeah. we'll, we will talk more about each of the doshas as we move on in yeah. terms of how do they, what puts them out of balance, or what brings them into balance and things like mm-hmm. that. But I think having an understanding of Vata Dosha, we would just kind of begin to look around us and see things that move a lot, <laughs> they yeah. might change directions a lot, or they move really quickly. Well, I, and I'm, I'm going to assume that um, because you were saying that it's it's got a movement, it's cold, it's dry, and it's light. But you could be, are you gonna you, you won't have to have all those to be vata, right? I mean, you could maybe be have movement but be hot and moist and light. It, 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 or right. would that be because uh, the doshas kind of play together? And the yeah. I always I always like to say your body never read the book, so it's going to show up however it shows up. <laughs> That's right. And That's then right. we have to decide, like if you're a, if you're a person who's dry and light and hot Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. now we've got a couple of things going on and we have to we have to be those detectives and go back to those qualities and look through all the qualities so we can start to understand what's going on and we look at the person we might Mm -hmm. also look at what are they consuming what are they doing um that's that's helping to drive that okay okay i get it It, because anybody i i know again going back to um, when i was a nursing inspector i'd always tell my students okay we, we might be talking about uh, um, diabetes today, but you're never going to see somebody that only has diabetes. <laughs> they, right. they, they'll also have other health uh, issues that uh, maybe congestive heart failure, maybe hypertension, maybe uh, mm-hmm. uh, inf- you know infections or whatever. And that's always going to be the case. You're never going to get one patient that only has one thing. They're always going to have other things. So you got to prioritize what needs to be the what is has the highest uh, need to um, be addressed. And I assume that's what we're doing here. Is yes. Although you, you have those three areas, you categorize what has the highest need or the, that will help to improve their quality of life. Exactly. Yes. Okay. Okay. Good. Well, I'm, I, I think this is, like you say, probably a good 
point to uh, wrap it up. And uh, we've got a lot more to learn <laughs> going forward. Well, and hopefully I'll explain it more clearly as we go on and hopefully, you know, it'll all tie together yeah. and uh, then we'll build on it. Yeah. And I'm looking forward to that. <laughs> yeah. Thank you so much, Jerry. Thanks so much. I, I so appreciate uh, your perspective. And oh, well, you some really, really valuable questions and just a wonderful Western perspective. So I just want to say thank you again. Okay. And then that's it for today. Um, okay. Thank you, everybody, for listening. And yeah. take care of your vata. And we'll learn more next week. <laughs> okay. I'll be doing that. Bye-bye. Okay. Bye-bye now. Thanks for listening. If you'd like to support the podcast, please visit our Patreon at patreon.com slash now. You can always find us for free wherever you find your podcasts. And remember to subscribe so you'll have access to the latest episodes. We're glad you're here.